The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Good morning. Welcome to Coastal Community Church. I'm Pastor Chris. Great to have you with us today. Uh, hey, we've been in this series called This Is Jesus. And uh, each week we've been looking at a different uh, characteristic about Jesus and how uh, that applies to our life every day. And as a part of this series, we had a little uh, free giveaway last week, and I want to remind you about it. Um, it's a little book called The Case for Christ. And uh, it's a great book about uh, really understanding some of the evidences for Jesus, uh, not is a moral person or a great, you know, great teacher, good man, uh, but is the uh, King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for him being the Son of God. And uh, uh, Lee Strobel's the author. He was a former atheist uh, who went to investigate uh, the claims of Christ. Uh, he was a uh, uh, he worked at one of the uh, newspapers in Chicago. Was an attorney and uh, became a believer. Uh, became a pastor. And that's a great book, great story, true story. And uh, if you're looking to uh, kind of, you know, figure out who Jesus is, or uh, you got a friend that you'd like to give this book to is Considering the Claims of Christ, uh, pick one up on your way out, and uh, those are free. We gave those away last week. We have some more back there. Hey, one thing that we're very excited about uh, as we get ready for the summer, uh, one of our favorite uh, sermon series uh, that we've been doing for quite a while here at Coastal, and, and uh, honestly, every year or so, we kind of like, ah, maybe Maybe we won't do it again, but it just goes over so well. We have so many guests, and it's just a lot of fun, and it's a great series. It's called At the Movies. At the Movies. I love the movies. Our culture has a love affair with the movies. And uh, so during the series, what we do is we... Uh, used current or popular movies that are in the theater um, as a hook to talk about spiritual truth. And uh, each week we kind of use uh, a particular movie, and uh, that becomes the subject matter, at least the theme of that movie um, becomes the subject matter for that day's message. And uh, all of our first-time guests during the entire series get a free movie ticket uh, to Citadel Mall Theater and the person who invited them. So that's you. Uh, you bring your friends, neighbors, coworkers, family members to church for the first time. They get a ticket. You get one as well. Uh, we have popcorn and cotton candy during the series. We have some fun giveaways. And uh, the first Sunday, uh, June the 2nd, the kickoff, we're actually giving... Oh, by the way, I didn't say this. So the movies that we're looking at this year uh, happen to be uh, Disney blockbusters, a lot of them. You know, there's Toy Story 4 and Aladdin's uh, Lion King. And actually, Disney owns everything. They own Avengers and, you know, Marvel and all that. So we're kind of going with a Disney theme. Uh, but we're actually giving away a Disney vacation after uh, that kickoff that Sunday. So uh, come. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, today on your way out, we actually have an invite tool for you. And it's a bag of mi microwave popcorn. But on the front of it... Uh, uh, there's a little sticker uh, that says you're invited to at the movies, has our website, the date of the kickoff, uh, the service time information. So this is not for you to go home and make microwave popcorn, by the way, okay? So don't do that. You're going straight. No, don't. Uh, if 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 you do that. So, you know, give these away, you know, take them to work, uh, take them out to eat, leave them for somebody. Um, but that's what they're there for. Um, let me ask you a question. Where do you look? Where do you turn to? Uh, when you need direction in life. You know, when you got a big decision that you've got to make and you're not sure what to do, where do you turn for answers? Um, you know, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, the truth is uh, sometimes it can be kind of hard to know if you're on the right path. 
You know, should I quit my job or should I stay and, you know, dig in and just hope things get better? You know, should we leave Charleston or should we plant our roots here and make this our home? Should I ask this girl out? You know, should I change my major? Should I buy this car or this home? So where do you turn when you need uh, answers and direction? Well, that's the question I want us to consider today as we continue the series, This is Jesus. And I want us to talk about how you can actually trust Jesus to help direct your path. Uh, how you can trust him with the decisions in your life. Now, unfortunately, when you're faced with a tough decision or you need you know, wisdom or guidance, often uh, Jesus is like the last place we turn. And I think one of the reasons why we don't go to Jesus for direction right away, you know, at first, I think is because sometimes we're afraid of the answer that he's going to give us. You know, that he's going to give us a direction that we really don't want to hear or a path that we really don't want to take. Because the truth is, when Jesus gives us direction, it's not always the easiest path. In fact, I would say it's almost never the path that everybody else is on, that everybody else is taking. In fact, uh, look at Matthew chapter 7, how Jesus describes it. It's on your outline. It's on the screen. It says this, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for uh, the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is what? Difficult. And only a few ever find it. So Jesus really kind of gets to the heart of it right there. He says, listen, when you follow me, when you allow me to be the leader of your life, the Lord of your life, to direct your path, you know, it's going to be difficult. You see, rarely will Jesus lead you in the same direction that everybody else is going. You know, it's seldom the path of least resistance. And, and if you take that path with everybody else, it's going to lead you away from God's best for your life. Now, everybody take a moment, and I want you to think back to a painful decision, a painful time in your life where you made a decision apart from Jesus, a decision where at the time you thought seemed right, but now, honestly, if you could go back and uh, redo that decision, you'd probably pick a different path. Maybe it was moving too fast in a relationship. Maybe it was a career decision. Maybe it was taking on debt. Maybe it was a purchase. Maybe it was a decision that you made that lacked integrity. And you knew it. Listen, although you cannot change your past, you can choose your future. And man, that's the good news. And maybe you need to be here to hear that today. And that's why... This is why Jesus boldly tells us that when it comes to the path that you can take, that you should take, that you should choose to take, you can trust Him. You can trust Him to be the leader, the Lord, because His path always leads to life. And that's what I want us to talk about today. How do I allow Jesus to direct my path? This is Jesus. He is our leader. He is the Lord. Well, it begins with uh, some decisions that you and I have got to make, okay? So if you're taking notes, number one, here's the first one. Jesus directs my path when I seek his direction for every decision. 
Because listen, no matter who you are, what stage of life you're in today, no matter what you do for a living, everybody in this room, everybody that's watching, you know, we all have to make significant decisions almost daily. I mean, it, it is inevitable. Now, what's also inevitable is that some of those decisions we, we make are going to be bad. You know, they're going to be the wrong decision. But listen, nobody, nobody goes into the decision-making process thinking to themselves, you know what? I really want to make a bad decision here. You know, I, I want this to be the worst possible decision, and I want to make a decision that hurts me, that hurts others, that causes stress, and it would be great if it could embarrass me on social media, right? Like, nobody does that. I mean, of course not. No, good decisions typically are the goal, right? But they're not always the result. Now, here's one reason why. Because quite frankly, we don't seek Jesus' direction. Now, for those of you kind of kicking the tires about faith and Christianity, here's a dirty little secret for those of you who are not yet believers. Okay, here it is. I want to let you have some insider information here. Even devout followers of Jesus don't seek Jesus' direction for the decisions in their lives. Now, don't get me wrong. We will seek Jesus' direction when we don't know what to do, when we're scared, when we're stressed out, when we're desperate. But for those decisions where, you know, we kind of know what we want to do, a lot of times we don't even ask or bother Jesus. You know, we just know, hey, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out ourselves. But here's what I think today. I honestly think that we'd be a lot less fearful, worried, and stressed out if we just trusted Jesus first with our decisions, big or small. Now, there's always consequences when you make decisions apart from Jesus. You know, you don't seek God's direction for your career, you're going to miss out on God's best plan for your career. You don't seek Jesus' direction for a potential relationship, and then you get into that relationship and you're hurt, and you end up with somebody you never should have been with in the first place. Not seeking God's direction leads to stress, worry, instead of peace and security. In fact, Proverbs chapter 3 puts it this way. Listen to this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Now stop there just for a second. In other words, he's saying, whatever decision you're facing, whatever path you've got to choose, you ready for this? Don't trust your gut. You know, at least your gut alone, your instincts alone. You know, don't trust what you feel in the moment, what you always want to do. Instead, look at what, look what it says. Look what Scripture says. Seek his will in some of the things that you do. It doesn't say that, does it? It actually says, seek his will in what? All you do, underline those words, circle those words. He says everything. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So let me ask, what decisions are you facing right now? See, I think what, what Jesus is saying here is let, let your first instinct always be to pray, Jesus, what do you want me to do here? What's the best path 
best path for me to take. And then let him direct your path. Which leads me to number two. How does he do that? Number two, Jesus directs my path. This is one way when I study the Bible to know what's true. When I study the Bible to know what's true. You know, here's the truth. Everybody here today, we all need a a clearly thought out philosophy of life, okay? A worldview, a a moral foundation, a moral compass. You know, we all need a conviction that gives us stability and direction whenever life gets confusing. Listen, our world today, it is turned upside down, and sometimes, you know, you don't know which way to turn, and when that happens, you've got to have a foundation, a sure foundation that you know that you can rely on that will show you, that's a compass, that's a lighthouse, that will say, this is what's true, this is what's right, a foundation that kind of cuts through all the, uh, the moral ambiguity of our age today. Now, fortunately for believers, Every principle that we need to live by is found in God's Word, the Bible. Now, I love this next verse. Listen to this. Psalm 119, 105. Listen to this. Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my what? My path. Now, here's why I love this verse. Because when you need direction and the path in front of you is dark, when you need direction and, and it's really hard to know what's true, you know, which way to go, and everybody has those times, right? I mean, we all do. God says, my word, the word of God, the Bible, it is always true. It is a lamp to cut through all the voices of this age, all the moral ambiguity. It's a light to show you what is true, what is right for your life. Everything that you need, the principles to build your life on, to live by, they're right there in God's Word. You can trust the Bible because God loves you and He wants the very best for your life. However, almost everything the Bible tells you about what's true, about the path to take, about God's purposes, understand something. It's going to go against what the rest of the world is telling you. You know, God's principles typically are almost always the opposite of conventional wisdom. So, you know, you can't just live your life doing what is popular. You can't just live your life doing what you feel. Because what God says, his principles for living, for money, for sex, for relationships, for parenting, almost always are different from what the world is telling you today. I mean, today, more than ever before, you've got to settle in your mind, what's going to be my guiding principles for life? What are the truths that I'm going to live by, that I'm going to build my life on? In Matthew chapter 7, listen to how Jesus describes this. Listen, this is, Je- this is Jesus. This is what he said. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is what? What's the word? Wise. Circle that word, wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Now, I think we'd all agree in here today that it's a lot better to be wise than foolish, Right? Well, Jesus gives us the how-to right here, how to be wise. He says, you're wise when you both listen to my word and you do what it says. Because when you do that, what you're doing is you're, you're building your life on something solid 
that's not going to be shaken with the, the winds of the culture. Listen, I, now I know, I know that if you've never read the Bible before, or maybe if you're out of uh, practice in reading the Bible, it can be very intimidating. You pick it up, you're like, what should I read? Where should I go? How should I read it? Sometimes it's hard to understand. I want to help you with that today. We've recommended this so many times, and probably most of you use this, uversion.com, uh, the Bible app. Raise your hand if you use this regularly for your devotional reading. A lot of people here, if you're not into this yet, if you've not downloaded this, you need to. This is the most simple way to get onto a Bible reading plan. So for you, if you want to read you know, 15 to 30 minutes every day, if you want to read through the Bible in a year or six months or the New Testament or the Old Testament, they've got it. If you want to read four or five minutes every day, they've got shorter plans that are more manageable. If you want a devotion that's based on you know, Scripture, on any topic, they've got it. You know, some of you right now are like, well, you know, I want to do this. Well, how do I start? This is it. You know, we're, we're so into technology today. Millions of people literally have downloaded this app and use it regularly. It's one of the greatest things for, for believers that's out there right now. It's been there for a little while. Maybe you haven't accessed it yet. Access it. You know, if you're interested in where to start, start with the Gospel of John. Because there, you're going to discover who Jesus is. It's a great place to start. Could not be any easier or more convenient than, than it is today. So, Jesus directs my path when I seek his direction, when I go to him and I call out to him and ask him for direction, when I read his word, when I study the Bible. And then number three, when I saturate my life with godly teaching. When I saturate my life with godly teaching. Now, listen, this is true of every church, but it's true of our church too. If you've attended Coastal just a few times, you know we're not perfect, right? There's no perfect church because there's no perfect what? No perfect people. We're far from it. I get that. But I want you to hear this loud and clear. Every single Sunday, you're not hearing our own personal opinion about what we think about the world or about life. You're not hearing my opinion. Instead, our goal, and, and if it is my opinion, I'll tell you. But instead, our goal every single week is to share godly truth straight from God's word. See, from the very beginning of the Christian faith, Sitting under godly teaching has been an important part of spiritual growth. In fact, it's one of the primary ways to receive direction and insight and wisdom from God. It goes all the way back to the Bible. You know, the Apostle Paul had a young man that he mentored uh, by the name of Timothy. Timothy learned... Uh, under Paul's direction and insight, and then Timothy went on to become a pastor of a church, and he began to provide godly teaching to other people who were under his, uh, his direction. But I want you to see, I want you to listen to the encouragement that Paul gives Timothy uh, as his mentors. Timothy's a young pastor. Listen to this. Look, look what he says. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Preach what? What does he say? Preach what? The word of God. Be prepared. Whether the time is favorable or not, patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage people with good what? Teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. By the way, does that not sound like today? People want to go and just hear what they want to hear. Paul gives this warning. He says, listen, there's going to come a time 
when people are going to stop listening to godly teaching and they're only listening to whoever tells them what their itching ears want to hear, they're going to miss out on the truth, the truth of God's word. Listen, that's why, that's one of the reasons why being here regularly on Sunday morning and allowing God to saturate your life with godly teaching is so important. Here's why. There are so many voices that are speaking into your life right now. So many. I mean, there are friends who are telling you what you should do, voices in the media telling you what's true, family telling you how you should live, social media telling you what's right. And sometimes those voices, quite frankly, you know what they're doing? They're just itching your ear. They're just telling you what you want to hear rather than what is the truth, rather than what you need to hear. And they're pointing you down that wide, easy path that everybody else is taking. And you are seduced into believing that the way to destruction is actually the way to life. Listen, being here with your church family on Sunday, let me tell you something. It is not just about, you know, checking a box and saying, well, I was at church. I went to church today. I attended. I did a good thing. No. It's not about you. It's about saturating your life with godly teaching so that you can be reminded about you know, what's right, what's good, what's true, and stay on that right path. I don't know about you, but I never want to miss that. I don't care you know, if, I, if I'm on vacation or if I'm not teaching, I want to be there. I want to be there because I don't want to miss out on that. And listen, I can just, I can tell you, I've seen it happen so many times as a pastor. People drift away from church for whatever reason and they get out of the habit of coming and then their life kind of slides down a certain path. Why? Well, one reason, quite frankly, is because they're no longer listening and their life is not being saturated with God's word. Have you ever been to a service and the pastor is preaching and, uh, and it might be me, okay? And you're thinking, how did he know? I mean, how did he know that I'm going through this? I mean, that's exactly what I needed to hear. It felt like that was just for me. People say that to me all the time. They want it, they, literally, they'll come up to me after church and say, Pastor Chris, were you following me around this week? You know, were you spying on me? And uh, you, you know what I tell them now? Here's what I tell them now. Yes, that little, uh, that little Alexa in your home, that's me. That's me. I know what's going on in your home. It gets piped into my house, you know. I hear, I see, no. But let me tell you, you know what it is? This is what it is. It's the Holy Spirit. Because that's what God does. Listen, I don't want to miss out being together with my spiritual family because I'm afraid that I might just miss out on a direction that God wants to give me. I might miss out on something that he has for me that day. So you make sure you're here so that your life can be saturated with godly teaching. By the way, I, we realize there are times when you can't be here physically on church. That's why you can watch our services live online. And, and I don't know if you've done this or not yet. There are times when you can't even do that. So listen, down Download our app. Did you know that? We have a coastal app for your, you know, your, your, your devices. Because every week we upload that week's message. And if you miss it, you can listen to it when you're running on the treadmill, when you're exercising, when you're in your car on the way home from work. What I'm saying is saturate your life with godly teaching. And now more than ever before, it is so easy to do that. Not just from coastal, but from good godly teaching from all around the world. Number four. Jesus directs my path when I surround myself with his people for godly advice. When I surround myself with his people for godly advice. Now, when you come to Coastal, you know, yes, you are surrounding yourself with people who are seeking God's direction for their lives along with you. And that is important. Like we just got finished saying, 
And, and you know this, but you only get so much time with those people on Sunday. Listen, that's why, that's where life groups come in. And life teams and Saturday serve and, and summer of impact where you get an opportunity, where we put you in an environment where you can build community and do life with other people. All those opportunities and more are designed to put you in a place where you can be around other people who also want God's direction for their life. And so they can give you good godly advice. But you know what? Here's the truth. Sometimes some of you go, well, you know, I I, want to skip that part. You know, because right now I'm what? I'm busy. And, uh, you know, I'll make an effort to be there on Sunday, but I'm not going to do anything else. Listen, you can't skip that part. Because that, again, is a big way that God is going to direct your path through relationships with other believers. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. By the way, you need to remember that it's not just you know, any friend that sharpens, you, sharpens your life and gives you godly directions, but it's godly friends who are seeking after Jesus' direction themselves. You see, I need people in my life you know, who love God to give me advice about my career, relationships, you know, parenting, not just anybody. Here's the thing. When you get into a life group or a life team, often God's going to bring somebody into your life who's already been through what you're going through, who's already faced the decision that you're facing, who's already been through a broken relationship or a career decision or a health crisis that you're facing. In fact, maybe you'll find somebody who's just a few steps ahead of you in their spiritual walk. And they can help you along a little bit, encourage you in your journey. Now, I realize sometimes you, you, know, you sign up for a group or a ministry, and you're like, Pastor Chris, I'll be honest, I didn't really find anybody in the group who, who was a few steps ahead of me. Well, guess what? Maybe God put you in that group because you're the one. You're a few steps ahead of somebody else, and he wants to use you to help bring them along. But either way, listen to what I'm saying. The point is, when you make room in your life for godly relationships, you are in a better place to hear God's voice and to receive godly direction and advice. Listen to this proverb, Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think their own way is right. But the wise, what do they do? Listen to others. Listen to others. Finally, number five, I receive Jesus' direction when I submit to Jesus as Lord. Now, this might be the hardest one. To allow Jesus to direct my path, I've got to submit to him as Lord. Now, I realize that's not a term that we use a lot today, but it was used a lot in the day of Jesus. You see, when Caesar Augustus ruled the Roman Empire, he demanded that everyone submit to him as absolute authority, absolute Lord. And he demanded that they give him absolute power. Now, in 2019, if you're not careful, there are a lot of things in your life that are going to try to make some demands on you. They will make claims on your life. And those things and those people and those voices will try to direct your life. They will try to be your Lord. Other people, 
your job, your money, and addiction. There, there are a lot of things in this world that would try to control you, try to be the authority, the voice in your life. But let me tell you something. When you submit to Jesus Christ, it means that you yield all control, all authority to him. You are saying, Jesus, you are the CEO. You're the boss. I'm allowing you, I'm choosing you to be in complete control of my life. Now, the reason that's so hard is because we don't want to submit to anybody, do we? We don't want to relinquish control over to anyone, ever. I mean, I want to choose my own path. I want to pick my own direction. It's my life. I know what's best. I want to be the decision maker. In fact, sometimes we actually think that it's okay to be a Christian and then not really submit to Jesus as Lord in every area of our life. I mean, we'll, we'll say things like, well, Jesus, you know, I'm going to be Lord of my career. I'm going to be the boss of my stuff. I'm going to be in control of my money. I'm going to be Lord of my dating life. Now, Jesus, I'm going to give you Sunday. In fact, I'll give you Sunday morning. Okay, you can have that, but you can't have everything else. Here's the thing. I'll just make it as simple as possible. You're not really a follower of Jesus if you're not following Jesus. You're not. You're not a follower of Jesus if you're not following Jesus. Now, you might be following something else or someone else. You may be in control, and you might be making decisions yourself and directing your own path, but if you are, you're not following Jesus. And guess what? He's not going to bless your life. He's not going to bless your path. He's not going to bless your relationships, your career, your finances. You're on your own. Jesus is Lord. That means he's the leader of everything you do. In fact, I want you to look how Jesus put it in John 14, 6. This is Jesus, okay? This is what he said. I am the way. Not I'm one of the ways. I'm one of many ways. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, stop there. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, you want to know the best way? I am the way. You want to know the truth? I am the truth. You want to experience real life? You need to understand, I'm the life. Stop looking for direction from, you know, an answers from a magic eight ball or your horoscope or trying to figure it out on your own. Stop trying to do what everybody else is telling you and look to me. That's what he's saying. In fact, then he finishes. It gets even more intense here. He says, no one, no one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is saying, this is Jesus. Not only am I the way, the truth, and the life, but there's no way to God or eternal life apart from me. You see, again, that's why you can't just say, well, Jesus was a good guy and a great teacher. He never left us that option. He said, I'm the only way to God, and I'm the only way to heaven. Look, maybe you're here today, and you are a follower of Jesus, but if you're honest, there's an area of your life that you haven't submitted to him as Lord. And as a result, you're dealing with the consequences of that. 
today. Today. Would you decide once and for all to submit to Jesus as the Lord of every area of your life and let him direct your path? Or maybe you're here today and you're not yet a follower of Jesus. You know, you've never asked Jesus to direct your path and as a result, you are making your own decisions. You're choosing your own path, your own consequences. Listen, I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus made it very clear that through him, you can have a personal relationship with God. You can make that decision today to become a follower of Jesus and experience the peace, the life, the joy, the freedom, and the forgiveness that comes when you make Jesus the leader and the Lord of your life. Now, how do you do that? If you've never done that before, how do you make that decision? It's the very last verse on your outline. It's so simple and yet so beautiful. Listen to this. Romans 10.9 tells us how to make that decision to follow Jesus. If you openly declare that Jesus is what? What's the word? Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. It's that simple. Would you bow your heads and pray with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, this is Jesus. He is Lord. Father, you tell us that one day we will either be called home or the sky will split, the trumpet will sound, Jesus will return, and everyone Every knee will bow and say, Jesus is Lord. We will either do it in great joy and celebration or in great fear because it'll be too late. Listen, do it today. Do it now. Come home. Just declare in your heart right now, dear Heavenly Father, I admit it. I have chosen my own path. I've gone my own way. It's sin. I know it. But today, I choose your path. I choose Jesus. I believe. I believe that Jesus is your son. I declare him to be not just my Savior, but my Lord. Father, I believe that he went to the cross for me. I believe that he rose from the dead and he is alive. I believe. And for the rest of my days, God, I want to follow him. I want to become more and more like you see me today, forgiven and brand new. And if you're a believer here today, again, maybe there's an area of your life where, quite honestly, you've not given control over to Jesus. Or you've taken it back. Submit to him today as the Lord, as the leader, the director of your life. He wants to direct your path. We love you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for your word. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org.
from Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.